You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20 year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas. And I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode number 264 of the Make It British podcast. If you listened to Claire Winton's interview that I did on the last episode of the podcast, you would have heard about her experiences when she first started out searching in Google to find a manufacturer. And it gave me some thoughts about a topic for today's podcast, which is about some of the red flags to look out for when you're first searching for a manufacturer particularly if you do decide to take your chances and start somewhere like Google or another search engine in your search for a manufacturer to make your product for you. So I've got together for you today a list of 12 red flags that I think you should look out for when searching for a manufacturer and how you can avoid them. So should we go through the list? So starting with number one, the first red flag to look for is manufacturers calling themselves UK manufacturers when they aren't really. When you land on a website from someone that you think is a UK manufacturer, check very carefully about the descriptions that they use to talk about themselves. Sometimes your first impression is that they're a UK manufacturer. They've come up on the first page in Google when you search for a UK manufacturer, but they use phrases like clothing manufacturer UK or clothing manufacturing service or UK-based. UK-based is a good one. That is particularly misleading because what it normally means is that they might have an office or a representative or they might even just be an agency who can help you get your product developed, but they'll send the work to factories overseas. And actually, most of the manufacturers that turn up on the first page of Google when you search for something like UK clothing manufacturer are this type of business. They're UK based. They've got people based in the UK, but their factories are overseas. And what they will tell you, like they did with Claire, is that it's not viable to make your product in the UK. And they'd highly recommend that you use one of their manufacturing partners, or even it might be their own factory that's based somewhere like Portugal or China or somewhere like that. So the best way to avoid that, if you are at all suspicious about the fact that they are misleading you with the descriptions of their business, is to ask them outright, where is your factory based? And do you own the factory? Don't be afraid to ask these questions. It's better to know up front where the factory is based than find out about it further down the line when you've invested quite a lot of money in development work, design work and sampling and things like that. Another way of checking them out as well is to look them up on the company's house website. So that's a government website. Just Google for company's house. Look up the name of the business that you found on the website and see how they describe themselves in their SIC code. So all companies that are registered in the UK 
have to have an SIC code and it will tell you what the description of their business and services is. Even then, it can sometimes say manufacturer of ladies dresses or something like that doesn't always mean that they are doing that manufacturing in the UK. But what you might also find, it will say something like design consultant, design service or importer of manufactured goods. So that's another way of finding out more about their business before you start to speak to them. So the next thing, reg flag number two, is whether you can actually go and visit them in person and see the factory floor. If they suggest that your first meeting with them is in a coffee shop, a temporary office, that they're just popping down to London and they'll meet you in a coffee shop in London, rather than having you go to visit their factory, that is a massive red flag. So be cautious if you can't find a physical address for them in the UK and they want to meet you somewhere other than the factory. If they're a genuine manufacturer, they will love having you go to visit them and see where they're making their products. So if you do go and visit, but they won't show you the factory floor, that's another red flag. I once went to a manufacturer, in inverted commas, in Leicester, went into his office, asked if I could see the factory floor. He had several screens in front of him, quite clearly showing machinists all lined up in various different rooms. Um, but wouldn't let me go and see the factory. So it was very odd. Why was he spying on his staff on these cameras and yet he wouldn't let me go and have a look? So that was a massive red flag to me. And obviously I was never going to recommend that manufacturer to anyone else I know because I couldn't actually see the factory floor. So a couple of things you can do to try and avoid this is firstly, ask them for their address and then check it out on Google Maps. Have a look at the street view, the aerial view. Is it a residential address? Is it an office? Does it look like it might be a factory? Particularly if they say they're employing like 50, 60 people, but you look it up on Google Maps and it looks like it's someone's house. So before you even speak to them, if you can get their address, particularly if you found their address on company's house, take a look on Google Maps, see if they look like they might be a factory. Now, depending on the size of the business, if they're really small, actually, they might not have much of a presence on Google Maps. But it's always worth checking them out, see where they're based, get an idea for whether they actually do have an address that might be somewhere that is making something in the UK. And then if you get there and they say that you can't see the factory floor, ask them why not. What's the reason that you can't see the factory floor today? Any genuine manufacturer should be able to show you around. In fact, before you even get there, I would always ask, when I come and visit you, can I see where you're making the product? So that you make sure they don't say that you've turned up on a day when, for whatever reason, the staff aren't there and there's nothing for you to look at. So preempt that by making sure when you first contact them, you check that you're going to be able to see where they're making stuff when you go and visit them. And if they're not going to let you, then don't bother with that manufacturer. They're not someone you should be working with. Because one of the advantages of making products in the UK is that you can actually go and visit the manufacturers and see your products being made. Now, just one small caveat to that is sometimes the reason they won't let you see the factory floor is because they've got product going through at that time with a client that they have got an NDA with and they don't want you to see the product that's being made. So that's another reason why you should check in advance that it is going to be a day when you can go and have a look round. 
So that leads me nicely into red flag number three, which is manufacturers that will refuse to sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Now, it's not always the case that you have to get a manufacturer to sign some form of non-disclosure or confidentiality agreement. And there's also a time and a place when you should introduce the non-disclosure agreement and ask them to sign it. But if they refuse outright, then that to me would also be a massive red flag. There should be no reason why for manufacturers got nothing to hide that they don't mind putting their signature on a document that says they won't share details about their work that they're doing for you with any other client or with anyone else. Although in my experience, nine times out of 10, or probably actually 99 times out of 100, if your brand is going to be ripped off and copied by someone else, it won't be a manufacturer that is going to copy your product anyway. It's going to be another brand or a big retailer who's going to see your product once it's gone online and they're going to be the ones to copy you. But if you do want a manufacturer to sign an agreement and they won't do it, then again, I would just walk away and find a manufacturer who is willing to sign an NDA. So red flag number four is related to this. It's a manufacturer who won't tell you anyone else that they manufacture for. Now, it's fair enough that they don't show you the products that they're making for anyone else. And there's certainly some big names that sometimes say, we don't want you to let anyone know that we're manufacturing for you. But really, there should be some smaller clients that are more than happy to say which manufacturer they're using and for their manufacturer to proudly say, we make for X, Y, and Z. So they can't give you the name of anyone else they make for, and yet they've been established for a few years. That to me is also a red flag. Why are they not sharing the details of who else they make for? You want a manufacturer that's a partner with you who is transparent and who is willing to give you information like that. A good and reputable manufacturer should not only be able to say some of the happy clients that they've been working with, but should also be more than happy for you to contact one or two of them to get them to vouch for their services and the quality of their work. So ask a manufacturer who that they've worked with in the past would be happy to vouch for them so that you can speak to a couple of people word of mouth and find out whether they are happy with the service that that UK manufacturer is providing them. Or clients that I work with just come to me because I will hear word on the street as to which manufacturers are letting people down and which are offering a really good service. So if you get a manufacturer who will give you no names of anyone they've worked with, either currently or in the past, that's another red flag and run away. So assuming you have avoided all the red flags so far, you found a manufacturer who is not only based in the UK, they have a factory here, they're happy for you to look around and they've got previous happy clients who are happy to vouch for them. The next red flag to look out for is unhappy looking staff. So if you go and look around somewhere and the staff sat at the machines working in the factory are looking miserable, they won't look you in the eye, they won't talk to you, then that to me is a sign of unhappy staff because there's something about the management or the way the factories run that is making them unhappy. You want your factory to be a happy place where when you walk in, everyone that's making your products is happy to meet you and greet you. Now, of course, they're going to be busy and they've probably got targets to hit in terms of how many products they can make in a certain time. So don't expect them to take an hour's lunch break to come and sit and talk to you all about your new exciting product that you're about to develop. 
But if they just won't look you in the eye and they've got their heads down and they're looking miserable and grim, then that to me as well is probably a factory that you should say no to. So once the staff have been checked out and they're all happy, then red flag number six is manufacturers with limited or poor communication. Now, UK manufacturers don't have huge admin teams. They're all run pretty lean, a lot of people on the factory floor, and they're not sitting at desks all day, constantly answering emails. However, if they are consistently slow at sending you responses or sending you vague or short answers or avoiding answering questions that you ask them, that can indicate that there's a bit of a lack of commitment towards working with you on their part. Now, a lot of manufacturers don't necessarily like email. So maybe that's the case. One of the things you could ask them is how would you best like me to communicate with you? Is it via email? Do you want me to pick up the phone? How about WhatsApp? Does that work for you? Quite often with manufacturers, WhatsApp is a really good, quick way of communicating with them. And of course, you can send photos and videos through it as well, as well as voice messages. And if they're on the factory floor, they've probably got their mobiles on them and they can answer your message really quickly. So if you are finding it's taking them quite a while to get back to your really long emails with lots of questions in, maybe ask them if it's easier for them if you send WhatsApp messages with one question per WhatsApp message, they can get back to you quickly on. Right, red flag number seven is a messy and disorganized factory. Now, factories aren't always the neatest place. I am a little suspicious also of factories that are just too clean and tidy with no obvious sign of any work going on because it indicates that it's a manufacturer that's not very busy and that could also potentially indicate that it's a manufacturer about to close. But on the other hand, if you go around a factory where they've just got stuff everywhere, bins overflowing, you go to the store that's got all the raw materials in it and all the fabrics and things all look really dirty. They've got disgusting looking toilets that you wouldn't send your worst enemy to. Then that could also be a sign that they're going to be disorganized and messy and dirty when it comes to doing your work. So one of the things you could ask them is where will your raw materials be stored? Can they show you where the raw materials are stored? Does it look organized? And what is their process for checking in raw materials when they arrive to make sure that nothing goes astray and they know which materials belong to which customer? So that's one of the things you can ask them. Don't, however, confuse factories with very old machinery to be messy and disorganized. Actually, many factories will tell you that some of the best machines are the oldest ones. So old machinery does not necessarily mean that it's a bad factory, but a messy, disorganized factory is something quite different. Like, are they regularly sweeping the floor? Are they keeping the work areas clean? Like if you're making a product which is white and you go to a factory that looks messy and untidy and the machines don't look like they're clean and they look oily, then that could potentially be a big problem. So if a factory looks really messy and disorganized and they can't tell you what their process is for storing raw materials and keeping everything clean and tidy and not losing things, then again, that's another instance when you should probably walk away. Red flag number eight is random prices. So what do I mean by random prices? Manufacturers with random prices. There's a whole list of these. So firstly, manufacturers that are too quick to give you a price. 
They can literally quote you a price before they've even seen your product. I'm always very suspicious of that because really they need to have seen it. They need to see how long it's going to take them to make. Even it's the, if it's their bread and butter product. Until they've met you, they know exactly what your standards are, exactly what your product is, what quantity you want. Just a little bit suspicious of manufacturers that will give you a price before you've even told them all this information via email or over the phone. And then at the other end of the scale is a manufacturer who just takes too long to give you a price. Like they avoid answering the question of how much is this going to cost, even though they've made you several samples. To me, that indicates a manufacturer who is not that kind of clued up and systematic about how they set their prices. So they're not doing things like looking at how long it takes to make and they're almost waiting for you to tell them what you can afford to pay for it and working from that figure. If they're unsure of how much to charge you, even though they've made several samples, it would just indicate a manufacturer who doesn't know how to price their work. They haven't timed how long it's going to take to make. So if they're being too vague about the price and you can't pin them down to a price once you've been working with them quite a while, that would also indicate to me that that's a bit of a red flag. The other instance when I think it's a red flag when it comes to random prices is prices that are just too cheap to be true. If they give you a price and you know how long it takes to make that product, maybe because you've been making it in-house yourself and you know minimum wage in the UK is like 10, 11 pounds and you do the maths and it just doesn't work out that they could be paying someone a fair wage and a proper wage to make that product again then that's an instance when you should walk away. If you want to find a manufacturer in the UK that is ethical and does things properly, you want to find one that you know is basing their costings on paying their staff at least a minimum living wage. If the prices are far too cheap, be wary. Definitely be wary. The other thing to be cautious about is quotes that are just a bit vague that you can't pin them down to that they say is a rough estimate, even though they've made you a couple of samples, but they still won't commit to it. When it comes to getting a good price from a manufacturer, if you can, ask them to be open with their costings. So if you're getting a full service from a manufacturer, which means that they are, they are covering the cost of the raw materials and the manufacturing upfront, ask them how much fabric is being used. Ask them how many minutes it takes to make it. Not all manufacturers will give you this information, but if you are at all suspicious about the price, you think it's too cheap or far too expensive, it's worth asking the question if they will be more open with their costing to you. After all, you want a transparent and open relationship with your manufacturer. You should also ask them how much the price is going to change according to the size of your order. So if they quote you a price to start with, is that based on you placing a minimum order quantity or is that based on the fact that you've only ordered a really small quantity with them to start with? Ask them how many units would you have to order to get a better price? Make sure they calculate that out for you and get them to give you that sort of information. Number nine in my manufacturer red flag list is a manufacturer who will not give you any form of written contract or terms and conditions that sets out what your agreement is with them in terms of the order. And I'm not talking about just something put in a random email. 
I'm talking about a formal agreement in the form of something like a written terms and conditions. Ask if they have a written terms and conditions. And if they don't, create your own and get them to sign it. Make sure you have got some form of contract with the manufacturer that agrees things like, what is the delivery date? What happens if the product is late? What happens if they have to correct some of the work because it's not right? After all, you could be placing an order, which is thousands of pounds with this manufacturer. You wouldn't buy a car without some form of paperwork being exchanged. And if you're spending the same amount of money, don't do it on an email or a WhatsApp message. Make sure you've got formalized paperwork and an agreement with the manufacturer that you're both happy with before you proceed. Which brings me on to red flag number nine, which is hidden fees. Manufacturers that suddenly surprise you with hidden fees or unexpected charges. The best way to avoid this is always clarify their pricing structure up front, which is why you need to have everything in writing so that you don't get additional charges at a later date that you weren't expecting. Sometimes there's a reason why they're giving you those additional charges. Maybe you change your mind on something at the last stage. They had to make an amendment which took them longer to make the product and they've had to pass that cost on to you. The way to avoid this as a sudden surprise is to agree up front that if they're going to charge you any additional money that they quote you that in writing before they start doing the work rather than they do all the work and then at the end say, oh, by the way, we've had to add 20% to your bill because of X, Y, and Z. So get that in writing, send them a purchase order and get them to agree it so that you know how much you've agreed to pay for the order and make sure you write in your terms and conditions that if anything changes from the amount agreed on the purchase order that they have to let you know in advance in writing before they carry out the work. That way you won't get any hidden charges, hopefully, that you weren't expecting. A manufacturer that after you've done all that still then puts on extra charges without you knowing about it is definitely a red flag and not someone you're going to want to work with again. But it's definitely a case of a stitch in time saves nine. Get it agreed up front so that everyone is clear about who is paying what to whom and when so that nothing comes as a nasty surprise further down the line. Which brings me on to red flag number 11, which is the manufacturer that always misses deadlines or always has delays in their production. A manufacturer with a history of unreliability should definitely be avoided. Now, sometimes there is a genuine reason why there's going to be a delay. But make sure that you've got that written in your terms and conditions, that they notify you in advance of any likely delays. Create yourself a critical path, which is a timeline of what is happening when. Give the manufacturer the dates that they can expect to receive things like your raw materials and agree a production date with them and stick to your side of the bargain as well. So make decisions on time and ensure your raw materials turn up when you agreed that they were supposed to turn up. And if they don't, then it could potentially cause delays and it's not necessarily the manufacturer's fault. Often I see disputes between a designer or a brand and a manufacturer because the brand feels like the manufacturer has missed the agreed production delivery date 
by several weeks. And when I look into it, I actually find it's because labels didn't turn up on time. A sample was changed by the designer at the very last stage, which meant that the production slot was missed. So make sure that you stick to your side of the bargain and that the manufacturer does the same. And if they do consistently keep missing deadlines, it's time to sit down and have a good conversation with them. And if they can't stick to delivery dates in future, I'm afraid that's a red flag and it's time to move on. And finally, probably one of the biggest red flags of all is a manufacturer whose quality just doesn't pass muster. So if you get orders from a manufacturer and the quality is not as you expected it to be, it's not as good a quality as the pre-production sample that they made for you, and make sure you do get a pre-production sample made, that's a sign that it's a manufacturer that just hasn't got the consistent quality standards and they're not doing enough checking of the product at the stage before they send it to you. So they're sending you something that they're happy with, but you receive it and you're not happy that is a red flag because it indicates that they don't know what good quality looks like. So when you go and visit them, ask how they plan to inspect goods before they leave the factory. Manufacturers do not have the time to check every single piece. That might be something you want to do, particularly if it's a first order with a new manufacturer. In fact, it's something I'd recommend you do is go and check the first batch coming from the factory, see what the quality is like because it's much easier to sort out quality issues before the product leaves the factory than it is after it's already been shipped to you and you've got it all in boxes and you've got to unpack and unwrap everything, check every single piece and go back and get it put right. But if the manufacturer, the factory owner is not agreeing with you when you say something is not the quality that you want it to be to represent your brand, then again, that's a time to look away. Those are my 12 red flags to look for when you're looking for or working with a UK manufacturer. Now, if you are looking for a UK manufacturer, I've got a really handy checklist, which is my 12 questions to ask when you first go to visit a factory. If you want a copy of that checklist, look for the link in the show notes of this podcast. I'll pop it in there and I'll email it over to you. And that's a really useful checklist to have. The first time you go and visit a factory, you can check it off and see if the manufacturer meets the criteria that you're looking for for your brand. So I hope you found that episode useful. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. And I'll be back again next Friday with a new episode. Bye bye.